if I went back in time and asked my grandmother about breastfeeding, she wouldn't know anything about what we know today. All she would know is it's important to keep the baby alive. That's the food for the baby. That's all they knew. Yeah. But we've, we've had so much scientific advancement and we understand how important breastfeeding is. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about the nutritional value, it's about emotional value as well, mm -hmm. for both the baby and the mom. So I think we tend to forget a few important principles in life, but breastfeeding is so important for babies to have a good start in life. If, if it's a good thing, I would say even if we have 99%, there's always 1% chance to improve and reach 100%. Mm -hmm. So there's always room for mm -hmm. improvement. But I, I would start with um, UK statistics, you know. Mm -hmm. I think it's roughly about 15 to 17% of um, babies continue to breastfeed at the end of three months. Right, okay. And at the end of four months, there is a slight fall to about 12 to 13%. But if you look at the numbers, how many mothers actually start breastfeeding, it's a you know decent number, 74, 75% mm -hmm. nearly. Okay. But then because of various reasons, it falls down to 15 to 17 by the end of three months. It's not easy for everyone though, is it? I think if it was so easy, we wouldn't be talking about it so much. So we keep talking about it because it is something tricky and difficult. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how our ancestors in previous generations just managed it. But mm -hmm. there, were, there were plenty of other things which used to be in their practice. Because if mom can't breastfeed because she was unwell, the auntie would breastfeed the same baby. Or the right. grandmother would uh, breastfeed yeah. the same baby. Because the grandmother sometimes has so many children, the first child is having a child and the grandmother is having yes. you know, her last child. So it, it was very interesting in those times. Mm -hmm. Many women used to breastfeed these babies, whereas now it, it has to be the mom and mom alone. So that is where the problem comes. Mm -hmm. So yes, it is tricky, but we have policies and procedures in place to make things easy for families and these moms and babies. So I think we should promote it. If we go with the health benefits of breastfeeding, what are the health benefits for the baby? Because um, obviously it's the nutritional benefits are, are most important, I'm guessing. Yeah, there are, there are plenty of benefits, um, both for the mum and the baby and for the whole family. Okay. So if you talk about just the baby's benefits, I would say these babies tend to have decent immunity because they are getting the, all the good mm -hmm. value, immune, immunological value from the breast milk. Yeah. So they have less infections, especially right. tummy bugs. We call it gastroenteritis. Right, which okay. is diarrhea and vomiting. Mm -hmm. We call it DNV illnesses. So they have much, much lesser incidence of uh, diarrhea and vomiting, um, which indirectly tells us that they need to go into hospital fewer number of times. Because yeah. if you have more diarrhea, you're going to end up in hospital as a baby. I was going to say, that must be very serious then. For a, You mentioned babies before of kind of three, four months old. At that age, if you... It can be it can it can be life threatening and in many yeah. parts of the um, world it is still a life threatening wow. disorder uh, where babies die because of diarrhea. Hmm. So it's not a common thing here, luckily. Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, we need to be aware of it. Um, and yes, as you said, the nutritional value mm -hmm. it is just exceptional. Yeah. There is no alternative um, in terms of nutritional value to breast milk. 
and it's been really shown by research that because their, their immunity improves, they have less allergies, food allergies, other respiratory allergies, mm. they have less eczema, skin problems, yeah. and they have less asthma. So universally, it's good news if we can get the babies to breastfeed. Um, and when we talk about mum's um, benefits, mm -hmm. I think it, the, one of the most important things is the emotional bonding that yeah. the mum gets when she breastfeeds the baby. Mm -hmm. We don't understand how much emotional bonding baby gets from the mum's yeah. side. That I think will take a few more years of research to us, to, for us to understand. But I think it really is important for both mum's emotional well-being as well. It's clearly shown these mums have less incidence of mood disorders, low mood right. or depression. So definitely there's a, there's a better number there to look at. Okay, and I understand that particularly for babies who are born early, skin-to-skin -skin contact is very important. Yes. And I mean, there can be no closer skin-to-skin -skin bonding, I'm guessing, than yeah. breastfeeding your, your baby. Absolutely. I think um, what we do nowadays is we put them straight on, you know, skin-to-skin -skin and start breastfeeding within the hour. Right. That is the golden standard. Sometimes because of various medical reasons that may not happen, but the midwives at the hospital and the neonatal nurse, they are brilliant. They understand this so well mm -hmm. and they put these babies skin to skin straight away. Okay, I mean in terms of babies who are born early then, I'm guessing is that an extra challenge for breastfeeding? It will be, it will yeah. be because two reasons. One, babies may not have learned how to suck properly Okay. because they are so young when they come out. Yeah. They may not uh, have learned that sucking yet. And the second thing is mum may not be well enough and then yes. baby has to be taken away from mum to the baby unit. Mm -hmm. So there is a separation there, which can cause a little bit of an emotional issue there. So in those scenarios, what we do is we ask the mum to start expressing quite early so mm -hmm. that when the baby is ready to have the breast milk, the milk is ready. And I think that's where PPBF also comes into the picture. Yeah, uh, with Seb actually, when I, he was premature, about four weeks premature, and he got taken away uh, really quickly. And my milk didn't actually come in, so that was another reason. But they have to get the most important bit out, which is the colostrum, which yes. they did with a syringe. And then we start giving, started breastfeeding them. But my milk didn't come in, so it was really frustrating. We tried to express and express for a couple of weeks. Um, and yeah. then that bit is the bit I think sometimes we give up too easily, I have to be honest. And I didn't carry on with breastfeeding, but I think hearing from what doctor says, it's so important to keep going. We were talking about the emotional benefits then. Um, um, when you have a premature baby, there must be so many additional emotional challenges for the mother yeah. that actually if breastfeeding can help with that bonding, I'm guessing. It, it, it definitely helps. Yeah. Um, and like I did, we did as much as we could. Even the, the nurses, they would say, you can't get any milk. We just couldn't get any milk yeah. out of mine. I don't know what was wrong with them. But just a millimetre was enough that day anyway, so mm. we were good. Uh, because they were, he was fed through a, through a syringe one millimetre every hour or whatever. So, you know, whatever I could get out helped. That, again, must be quite common, though, for some women. Some women just find it difficult and it's it doesn't work. So it, it's not about shaming those women. Absolutely you know, everyone's not. got a unique no. journey. No. Um, no. It's just working out what's best for you and your baby. Yes, I yeah. think it is. And 
I think the, these these tend to be discussed quite early in pregnancy mm-hmm. with the midwifery staff and the obstetric team as well. Yeah. So and they put plans in place to see how best to help these moms. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, again, here actually, one of the notes we've got here is about breastfeeding guilt as well, and how mothers can experience that. I'm guessing there's the guilt if you can't definitely for any reason, or the guilt if you can't provide enough yeah. or you know there's so many aspects of guilt but again it's working with the medical support to Absolutely. work out what's best yeah. for you and the baby so what what we do is we we think about why this mum can't breastfeed mm-hmm. it, what is what is stopping this mum from yeah. breastfeeding and we tease these statements out into smaller fragments so it's easy to understand and there are some conditions where we ask the mum not to breastfeed Okay. So these are these are exceptionally rare. Yeah. But there are medical conditions and infections in mum right. which may be better not to breastfeed the baby at that point. Mm-hmm. So and this is not a single person's decision. This is a whole team which is involved yeah. in making this decision. Um although it's exceptionally rare, there are some conditions where we do that. But there are conditions where sometimes breastfeeding just fails you know okay. for for various reasons i can give you a few examples yes please yeah um as we spoke earlier preterm babies because preterm babies get taken away to the unit sometimes moms although they may want to do it sometimes it's just their body doesn't you know they mm. just can't breastfeed or express enough milk because there's nothing like a baby actually sucking on the breast. Yeah. How many ever machines you use to express it's the baby sucking mm. which will make some hormonal changes in the mom yeah. and then they can produce enough breast milk. So if that doesn't happen early, sometimes it may not mm. happen. So in that scenario we do tend to have problems. But there are other issues where babies can't suck properly because of a neurological disorder, yep. a brain problem. um and sometimes you probably have heard the term cleft palate yes yeah where the roof of the mouth is mm. open instead of being closed it is yeah. a developmental problem and those babies can't suck properly whether it is the bottle or the breast they have problems creating a suction and is that something that's quite common in premature babies not in premature okay. babies it it is it it is seen in any baby okay but um we do have teams to sort those problems out okay. they tend to go away to uk for surgeries mm-hmm. um and one of the other important ones is a tongue tie you know if yes. baby has a tongue tie then once again they can't breastfeed properly mm. so it's about identifying where the problem lies and then dealing with that problem sometimes it takes a mm. little bit longer but sometimes it's just us being aware of what the problem could be Okay. You mentioned there as well when premature babies or, or babies who for whatever reason need to go over to the UK for treatment that must then have an impact on the breastfeeding bond as well. Yeah, any separation where even for a few hours mm. it causes a problem with both mom and baby being separated and the emotional bonding is disrupted there. Mm. So yes there are some babies who tend to become unwell yeah. for various reasons and then we send them to UK. um by let's say helicopter or flight and then sometimes mom and dad can go with them but sometimes the mom has to go later okay because either there's no space on the flight or the mom is so unwell that she can't yes. be put on a flight yeah. you know various logistical reasons as well 
in those situations, that separation causes some problem. Okay. But one of the other advantages in the UK is there are breast milk banks there. Right, okay. So, which we don't have on the island because, I mean, we, were, we, we are a small island mm-hmm. and it is, it is a huge investment to make for very small number of babies. Mm. So, if these babies tend to go to UK, mm-hmm. the, the donated breast milk, they, that yeah. can be used in those babies, which, okay. is, which is really good. Um, but when the mother is able to travel with the baby, um, obviously with the Pre-Premature Baby Foundation's flats, yeah. which are right at the hospital, that must help with the bonding because the mother is so close she to where the baby close. is. And we've also supplied some breast um, electric breast pumps, yes, okay. which were top of the range because from my day, which I can't even explain what they were like, <laughs> they were yeah. milked by a cow, but okay. now it's really, okay. really top top things now and it's electric so much easier and much quicker so yeah we've got those in the flat so that helps and Mm. yeah there is that fact that they are close and they can be together I think in my case anxiety doesn't help yes um, you know I had to leave Seb every night leaving him in in the hospital and drive away for eight nine hours but yeah, yeah that just didn't help and now when I hear Dr Scott say you can see how many factors can actually yeah from breastfeeding just my milk just wouldn't come in yeah I mean anxiety stress yeah. and just being worried well, and yeah in and shock baby. all those things will yeah. impact on Absolutely. on the yeah. woman's milk supply and her True. ability to breastfeed there are there are some good things that we didn't speak about as well okay because these mums it's been clearly shown that it helps in weight loss in the mum after the oh, child. We need that. There we go, yeah. One of, the, one of the really important things that mums would consider, although people think, oh, it actually doesn't help in weight loss, yeah. it's on the contrary, it does help with wow, weight okay. loss. And uh, there's clear evidence that these patients, these mums who mm-hmm. breastfeed their babies, have lower incidence of breast cancer in future. Right. So that is one of the long term benefits okay. in the mum. And. Um, if you think about the short-term benefits, mm-hmm. soon after the baby is born, mums lose less blood yeah. after the baby is born because there is one particular hormone called oxytocin which comes from the brain into the bloodstream which helps in two things. One, to get the milk out. Yeah. Two, to contract the uterus, to make it shrink. Yes, okay. So in two ways, this particular hormone really helps. So their uterus, the, the pregnant uterus after the childbirth mm-hmm. needs to get back into the pre-pregnant size yeah. and this hormone plays a huge role in that. And so that comes back to then, as you said, you know, trying to encourage breastfeeding as soon after birth. As soon after birth yeah. as possible, yeah. So there are short-term benefits and long-term benefits which we need to keep in mind. Yeah, and there is help available, isn't there, for women who are you know, expecting a baby or when they've just had their baby. There's help through the hospital, as you said, the neonatal staff plenty can, plenty. can offer advice to kind of get started on this yeah. journey. It starts off from the midwifery uh, team, mm. the obstetric team, the neonatal nurses, the health visiting mm-hmm. team. Uh, com- there are plenty of community yeah. teams which help. Yeah. So we just, we just don't hear about these because it's all happening yeah. and we don't talk about them. But there's so much activity and so much yeah. help around. It's just that these mums need to know who to contact yes. and how to get this help. 
If someone really can't, uh, Joe, as you said in your struggled, with yeah. Seb, you really struggled and you couldn't. What are the alternatives? Presumably, it's a formula milk. Um, very early babies, I'm guessing, a tube fed. They are um, syringed. syringed. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. By one minute. And were you able to feed him in that sense? Medical staff yeah. and they were just, I used to watch though, and I think it sort of got more quick quite quickly, but yeah. they have to start off quite yeah. small amounts. I think it's really important to understand that we are at an age where we don't want to put too much pressure on the mums because that's going to cause emotional issues. Mm. Because she's going, as you said, they're going to get that guilty feeling yeah. that they can't breastfeed. Mm. I think we we should avoid doing that. So formula milks are very safe. In many medical conditions, we tend to depend on these formula milks when we are still waiting for mom to produce enough milk. Yeah. Because the babies can't wait for that, so we have to keep them mm. safe and uh, uh, we need to give them enough calories as well. Yeah. So we depend on formula milks. We depend on intravenous drips to keep them going with yeah, the glucose. Okay. And as Joe says, um, if these babies can't bottle feed yet, their sucking is not so good. Yeah. Then we put a little tube down the nose and then give them the express breast milk mm -hmm. from the mum through these tubes if the baby yeah. can't. So even though the baby is not sucking on the breast, they are getting the value, the yeah. nutritional value of the breast milk from the tube feeding. There are plenty of groups around um, to help these breastfeeding mums because we don't want them to be out there without any help. Yeah. So there are groups such as Boosom Buddies okay. where they do apparently an excellent job. Yep. I haven't I haven't been there, but I'd like to go and visit them and see what kind of good work they're doing mm -hmm. really. Um, and as you said, there are plenty of employers now who have adapted their workplace yeah. so that they provide a safe space for mums to actually express. And in some instances, they've gone above and beyond yeah. and they've, they've even created a space where mum can breastfeed instead of just yeah. uh, expressing. So there are some really good employers doing that. But as you say, we need to be uh, more aware of these and we need to improve these practices. Yeah. yeah. For, for women, not just with premature babies, but with babies who are poorly for any reason, exactly. isn't it? Um, and you mentioned about the breast pumps at flats in Southampton. One at the hospital as well. Baby boxes, we make sure we've got the right um, bottles. We also got uh, nipple shields. And yeah. We've got like a cover, they want to breastfeed. So we've, and we've got like a bag for cooling so they can express the milk and put it in the fridge. Yeah. So we're trying to promote it. But after this talk, I think really we should uh, look at some new, new avenues, actually. As you said, though, bags for keeping the milk cool yeah. and things like that. There's so yeah. many True. tools yeah. to help now. Yes, absolutely. Because okay. um, these bottles, some of these bottles, they may not be the best design. Okay. And they can cause more air swallowing. Right. You know, babies can take in more air than necessary. And they can cause a little bit of colic. But, you know, with breastfeeding, that doesn't happen. Right, if the okay. breastfeeding is really well, if babies can do it really well, then colic, I don't think, happens much in breastfed babies. Okay, yeah, so, that is interesting. Yeah. I mean, if people have got any questions then, um, who do they ask? You mentioned Bosom Buddies, so that's a charity locally. The, the community midwifery team, they can offer. the health visitors, yep. they, they can signpost these mums and mm -hmm. families to the right place. I think it's all about giving these mums and families 
the choices of feeding options it's not about us yeah. asking them to you know ordering them to do this or that or you know something else it's about giving them options mm-hmm. and then let them decide what they want to do or let baby decide because actually even if the mother is willing and able to breastfeed it might be that for some reason the baby can't, can't. Yeah. so um it's about ensuring that the baby is getting the nutrition absolutely in those cases i think expressing the breast milk is the best option yeah yeah we've had so much technological advancement mm, in definitely. you know these so many decades yeah but the one thing which we have never been able to artificially make is breast milk you <laughs> you just can't sure. make it yeah everything is artificial intelligence powered ai powered now but you just can't yeah. make breast milk you can't so That's yes you you can you can rely on these formula feeds mm-hmm. but nothing like breast milk and I, you know when when the, i was looking at the acronym ppbf yeah i was just thinking i was going to say, tell joe today can we use this ppbf for a week saying please please breastfeed ah uh, yes let's do that for a week yeah that's Love a great that. idea and cuz it is it's just about encouragement isn't it, really it? Is. it's but it's a personal choice but encouragement is would really mm. help i mean i think now if i can go back 20 years i would really really try yeah. to keep going cuz you Uh, but obviously at that time Seb was still in the hospital he was so that must make it so difficult for I wasn't the, there at the yeah. right time um and I had to wait to see him till the next morning but yes you can express mm. and do everything else but um i think now if i had my chance back again i would really give it a yeah. good shot so it's about encouragement so please please breastfeed <laughs> i like that and speak to the midwives and the health visitors they can do the signposting yeah. some yeah. of these principles have changed we have learned more about these things yeah. in the last few years and some of the myths have been broken so i think i think mm. uh, it's more important for us to understand that by one way or another we need to get this baby some breast milk we don't we don't need to be rigid in our practices no. saying oh we need to breastfeed this baby even if the mom gets a tiny bit that is still useful and there is a myth that oh these babies can, should be breastfed for 6 months Yes, the World Health Organization yeah. says breastfeed these babies exclusively for 6 months but doesn't say you should stop there. So, I don't think we need to stop at 6 months. We can continue for a good few years. Thank you for listening to the interview, a Bailiwick Express podcast. If you liked what you heard, please like and subscribe. You can find us on all social media channels and if you'd like to keep up to date on all the work the Express team does, please sign up to our daily email by visiting gsy.bailiwickexpress.com.